Hello everyone, I'm your host Luke, and this is my co-host Jared or Gerard. Gerard Carmichael V. And today we're going over the Dolce Underground Base run by Reptilians, baby. Oh yeah. But first, I thought I'd go into Dolce, New Mexico. Um, so it is a census de designated place in Rio Arriba County, New Mexico. Uh, the population was just under 3,000 as of the two 2010 census, almost entirely uh, Native American. Dolce was founded by the Gomez family as a ranching operation. The original name was Aqua, Agua Dolce, Spanish for fresh water, because of the presence of natural springs that provided good drinking water for the people and their animals. The original homestead was found in 1877 by Jose Eugenio Gomez. The Hikaria Apache Reservation was established in 1887 when the Apa local Apache people were forced onto a reservation because <laughs> America is terrible to the native inhabitants. <laughs> The Gomez Ranch is currently kept under Manuel Gomez ownership, though surrounded by reservation land. Um, and according to the U.S. Census Bureau, it has a total area of 13 square miles. Um, so, yeah. So it's not terribly big. And well, 13 square miles is still pretty big, but... It is... Uh, at least according to these climate charts, it actually doesn't look like too bad. I mean, it's, I think it's still a desert, but it's like it, a semi-arid desert. Yeah. I mean, like in June, it gets up to like 99 or July 99 on average. That's not terrible. I mean, that's like where we live. Yeah. Considering yeah. Arizona gets like 115. Yeah, I know. So, well, it's like on the Northern tip. Mm. So... That's why. So it's probably at the same latitude as us. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a nice area. So now we get to the reptilians, baby. Um, so Dolce Base is the subject of a conspiracy theory claiming that it is a jointly operated human and alien underground facility that exists under the Archuleta Mesa on the Colorado-New Mexico border near the town of Dolce, New Mexico, which I talked about, and claims of alien activity there first arose from Albuquerque businessman Paul Benowitz, who, by the way, I found out is dead, but we'll go more into him. Um, so, starting in 1979, Benowitz became convinced he was intercepting electric communications from alien spacecraft and installations outside of Albu Albuquerque by the uh, 1980s, he believed that he had discovered a secret underground base near Dolce populated by gray aliens and humans. So where do the reptilians come in? We'll have to find that out. By 1983, Benowitz claims appeared in the popular press. The story spread rapidly within the um, UFO community. Like, there's a famous interview we can do, like, as a another episode because it's like a 
you know, it's like a guy that was supposedly like a security guard there, and he, uh, you know, like, couldn't handle it anymore, so he came forward, and, you know, then, like, at the end of the interview, he's like, I have to go hot into hiding. I've said too much. And, you know, and then, like, the, the interviewer was like, well, it's been three months. We've never heard from him again. Oh, well, at least he told us while he was still alive, you know. <laughs> um, so, uh, in... 1986, George Clinton Andrews discussed Dolce-based legends in his book, quote, Extraterrestrials Among Us. Um, in 1988, the tabloid Weekly World News published a story entitled UFO Base Found in New Mexico, which claimed that diabolical invaders from another solar system have set up a secret underground base in the rugged mountains of northern New Mexico so they can Shanghai human guinea pigs for bizarre genetic experiments yeah whatever um i'll kick it over to gerard yeah <clears throat> according to conspiracy theorists the 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 douche how do you say that again dolce base or dolce subterranean base seven story compound beneath uh, dolce new mexico so it's pretty big seven stories is yes big. underground underground yeah, yeah. Uh, they would have had to have a lot of people work on it or some alien technology of some sort uh, to build that type of thing, in my opinion. That no, no, so, like, the story goes is they have access to, like, sonic technology Dig or sonic some... Digging yeah, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, whatever. Right? No. Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. Um, that houses human-animal hybrids, human-alien hybrids, and extremely advanced technology. They say uh, even... They say even been the site of alien wars, you know, the usual. It hasn't been called the Roswell of the northern New Mexico for nothing. First claims of the base's existence, according to How Stuff Works, dated all the way back to 1930. But the rumors of the alien intervention in the area began to gain traction in the 1970s, when a former New Mexican state patrol trooper named Gabe documented unexplained cattle mutilations in the area, according to the Santa Fe New Mexico paper uh, in a radio interview um, Gabe said the evidence that was left there you know predators don't leave gas masks glow sticks radar shafts they don't leave that stuff uh, Gabe made more wild claims in the interview including the sightings of a black silent sophisticated spacecraft the discovery of a fetus inside a dead cow and not a calf fetus it looked like a human monkey or frog and a frog what the heck um, Gabe told the history channel UFO hunters it did not have any bones in the head it was all full of water. Uh, Gabe thought, what else? The cows were incubating alien babies? Uh, Tim Anderson, a former police officer in Duluth, uh, claimed to have seen a UFO in the town in the late 1990s. It lit up the whole valley and just disappeared into the rocks. He uh, told the Santa Fe New Mexicans, I rubbed my eyes. Uh, did I really just see that? For good measure. <laughs> Anderson also believes Bigfoot resides in or near the town. Because why not? Just throw Bigfoot in there. Why not? <laughs> Uh, rumors take flight. I saw Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was big and walked with two legs. Very hairy. Uh, the colorful claims of the paranormal have come from many different times and people in Duluth. Never mind all the cattle stuff. Philip, a former explosive engineer uh, employed by the U.S. government, introduced the idea of Duluth as the site of a brutal human-alien war. Um, Philip 
who had a high-level security clearance, claims that he helped construct a secret underground base in Duluth in 1979. Um, there, he says, he witnessed a battle with the subterranean aliens that left 60 humans dead. The alien war wages on to this day, Snyder tells the Epic Times. Another player in the Duluth base conspiracy theory is a man named Paul. Paul, who earned a PhD in physics, became convinced that cattle mutilation around the area were a result of extraterrestrial intervention. According to how stuff works, he allegedly began picking up intercepted electronic signals near Duluth, a town too small to receive such messages. Uh, he theorized these signals were coming from an underground and were going towards a target high in the sky. By the 80s, he uh, actively spreading the rumors of an underground alien facility in Duluth. Interesting. I would throw it back to Luke. Okay. <laughs> the conspiracy theory of the underground war between Green Berets and aliens. The year is 1979. The aftermath of the battle left 60 humans KIA and an untold number of the enemy's troops mortally wounded. Is the U.S. Army Special Army Force's greatest threat, and no one would ever know about it. The Green Berets were dispatched to Dolce, New Mexico to keep alien forces underground and away from the rest of the world. They succeeded, but at what terrible cost. Um, at least that's the way that explosives engineer Sir Philip Schneider tells his part of the story. Um, Snyder claims he was working on a highly secretive underground base on the Hikaria Apache Reservation in New Mexico near Dolce, a Colorado border town, right next to a quaint mining town. He told the Huffington Post he first became suspicious of the project's true intention when he, when he noticed American Special Forces soldiers operating in and around the area. They don't just send Green Berets to New Mexico for no reason. Nobody wants to live there. Snyder alleged the gray aliens were conducting bizarre medical experiments on mankind, both live humans and samples of DNA. He said that deep underground, the grays would absorb human and cow blood for sustenance. Snyder finally came out with the story in the mid-1990s. Two years later, he blah, blah, blah with a catheter cord. At the time, the engineer said he began construction on the underground base just like he would any other base by drilling holes. This time, however, an accurate smell like burning garbage emerged from the drilled holes. And that's when the fighting started. Then one day, he turned around and came face-to-face -face with what he called a seven-foot-tall, stinky gray alien. Immediately, the engineer grabbed his pistol and took two of them down. Third one blew off some of his fingers with a kind of laser blaster. And that's when one of the Green Berets sacrificed himself to save Snyder's life. Oh, I think I do remember that, where, like, he lost some of his fingers or something, and, like... That was his whole proof as to why he should believe his obviously true story. The scuffle turned into a full-blown battle that killed 60 humans. Green Berets reacting instantly, bringing all the firepower they could bear on the aliens. 
The aliens responded by shooting blue bolts of radiant power with movements of their hands. And probably psychic telepathy while they were at it. The kinds of bolts that blew Schneider's fingers off were turning the special forces soldiers inside out. Eventually, the aliens relented, retreating deeper into the complex. What happened in the years following is anyone's guess. Before his death, Schneider alleged that there were more than 1,400 of these underground bases all over the world, each with a price tag of billion. What? Like just one billion? To use sonic technology to build a seven-story base underground. 192 bases inside the U.S. are also said to be interconnected. Um, yeah. So, I found a Reddit post where it uh, was a guy saying that he did some remote viewing of Dolce Base. Supposedly, there is a secret facility near Dolce, New Mexico, with an underground facility involving aliens. The plan is to investigate the underground part of the base. Most likely, it will have traps, but we will see. I mean, you're going there telepathically, so I think you're... I think you'll be fine. So, one guy said... I peeked in there once, years ago. There's MIL energy shielding and obfuscation all over the place. The good stuff is many levels underground behind a lot of powerful barriers. He says he never made it to the bottom. Even with a master level of shielding knowledge, those MIL shields can burn you up fast, so just be careful. It's funny... He was just thinking about Dolce because of an A-51 threat in another subreddit. Where are you remote viewing the base or projecting? And the guy answers, It's a form of non-astral projection. It's closer to projection than remote viewing anyway, because it does make use of a domain outside of Earth's physical plane. He can enter energetic reality at will and mainly uses the cosmic bolt for travel slash exploration. What? The cosmic bulk is part of the energy framework or reality. And then the other guy says, hey, can you elaborate on this? And the other guy says, the cosmic bulk and the void bulk slash void space make up the framework of energetic reality together they act as a sort of underlay or scaffolding in which everything else sits the cosmic bulk is the front of all cosmic energy according to him an energy of specific frequency he draws his internal energy from there it's also how he cleanses himself and how he travels large distances if he hasn't constructed a jump gate to the desired location. Cosmic energy is volatile, and unless specifically stabilized when removed from the bulk, will seek to whiplash. The bulk itself is toxic to most non-cosmic aspected beings. 
Um, what? <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, okay, so there's another article by uh, Santa Fe, New Mexican. Mixed media. The truth is down there from 2018. There are those that believe that the U.S. government has a seven-story underground facility at Dolce on the Hikaria Apache Reservation. I am one of those, obviously. According to some, it is inhabited by extraterrestrials, and it's connected to Los Alamos by an 80-mile tunnel. That is a lot of sonic in engineering and tunneling. Christian Lambright, one of the speakers at a Dolce Base Symposium in Santa Fe, doesn't necessarily believe all that, but he is sure some, quote, odd things have been in, seen in the area between Dolce and Archuleta Mesa. Lambright focuses on the case of Albuquerque resident Paul Benowitz, who visited Dolce in 1979 after attending a conference about livestock mutilations and UFOs. Quote, he got back to Albuquerque and went up on his roof and actually got some films of things that were going on in the at the Monzano Weapon Storage Area at Kirtland Air Force Base over several nights. Objects coming in and taking off. As the story goes, Benowitz showed his pictures to Air Force personnel and soon there was a woman at his door who claimed to have been abducted in the Dolce area and taken to some kind of underground facility. I think the idea was to get his attention back on Dolce and away from Albuquerque. Nobody is necessarily claiming there are bases in Dolce or that there are aliens underground running all over the place, except a few French people who want to write books and make money off of that idea. I'm not fringe, you're fringe. Are all aliens here? The tough call is the definition of what aliens are. Whether it's aliens or interdimensional beings from the fifth dimension, I have seen what I think is really strong evidence of a technology that we don't have. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You want me to kick it back to you, or...? Yeah, sounds okay. good. So, yeah, the uh, quaint desert hamlet of the Duluth, New Mexico, has fewer than 3,000 residents. Doesn't even have a traffic light. Uh, but the unassuming little community is a hotbed for UFOologists and alien conspiracy theories who believe below the town is a secret seven-story military base. While tales of the unexplained center around regional deserts are nothing new, the legends of the New Mexican alien base picked up steam in the 1970s. It began with the uh, state troopers spotted strange lights in the sky, mutilated cattle on uh, the ground. He also found gas masks nearby, which he believed to indicate uh, government involvement. Perhaps the most, in, uh, most incredible were the claims of uh, Phil, an alleged former government engineer who helped build Duluth, New Mexico alien base in 1979. Um, so my question about this, Luke, to you, is these conspiracy theories about Duluth have been going around since the 1930s. Dol Dolce. Dolce, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 
Sorry. Just trying to... I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm just trying to... No, you're fine. Um, Dolce. So this engineer said he was built the base in 1979, right? But the conspiracy theory about uh, Dolce has been around since the 1930s. Well, I mean, that's the problem about a conspiracy theory, right? Is it's very, I'll say, fluid. Mm -hmm. Right? So, So... so if they thought something was going on in the 1930s, but yet this engineer comes forward and says he built it in 1979. Yeah, so they're, they're obviously contradictory statements, right? Yep. Yeah, so He claims whatever. that he and other engineers uh, encountered uh, aliens during the construction and that military service members engaged in a gun battle with them and later brokered a peace deal with the beings. Although no hard evidence has emerged, rumors continue to circulate of strange things going on in Duluth. Or uh, Duluce. Um, early rumors. Uh, Duluce is home to the headquarters of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I don't know how to pronounce that. Apache Reservation of the northern New Mexico and is largely inhabited by indigenous people. Despite its small population, it draws heavy tour- tourism by UFOologists who host an annual uh, du- uh, Duluce based UFO conference. It's important to note that the existence of the New Mexico. Uh, alien base itself remains entirely unproven. Even as the legends surrounding it are well documented, stories arose in the mid-1970s when New Mexico State Trooper Gabe um, reporting a series of disturbing cattle mutilations. Uh, Gabe claimed to have seen a sophisticated spacecraft and to have found mutilated cow with a dead fetus inside and no unborn calf. He claimed and appeared to be a bizarre hybrid that looked human, a monkey, and a frog. Uh, Dietrich Surrounding the cattle's mutilation suggested to Gabe that the government was involved and that the cattle were not ravaged by wild animals. The evidence was left there, you know. Predators don't leave gas masks, glow sticks, and radar shafts. They don't, just don't leave that stuff. Uh, Barkin uh, is quick to note that the cattle mutilations are often tied to nearby UFO sightings. The political scientist added that the Colorado-New Mexico border region has become one of the most prominent sites of the country for both kinds of reports by the early 1980s. Uh, the claims were reached far and wide and were followed in 1979 by stories from Paul, a physicist and Albuquerque businessman. Uh, Paul allegedly intercepted electrical signals he believed that were emanating from deep below the ground, directed at a target too high for human activity. With a growing national interest in both cattle mutilation and claims of electronic signals, the Duluce base, a legend was born. Benowitz, in 1982, first posted, uh, uh, posited that the secret base existed. He even published a paper titled Project Beta in 1988, detailing how best to infiltrate the facility. Interesting. By May 1990, John Lear claimed to have garnered four independent confirmations that the seven-story structure was real. Uh, Lear was a former pilot and government man, as well as the son of an inventor, uh, Learjet, so people gave some credence to his claims. His detailed claims went at so far as to describe different species of aliens who allegedly visit Earth. Lear's allegations serve as a foundation for further claims about the New Mexico alien base. Uh, Phil says he witnessed a battle on the, in the Duluth alien base. Phil uh, brought uh, Benswit and Lear's claims out of the fringe with his public speeches and bizarre stories of the alleged base 
claiming to be a former government employee and explosive expert. Um, Phil said that he was involved in the construction of it. Perhaps the most famous is his 1995 presentation, which he alleged that the, during the project uh, initial stages, the military encountered alien entities below ground. Um, attendance of the Deluce uh, base UFO conference have disagreed, however, whether Deluce's base was built deliberately as a research facility or after a nuclear detonation below, below beneath the New Mexican desert in 1976, when the U.S. government was merely attempting to simulate uh, subterranean gas reserves and encountered uh, the cave-dwelling aliens. So they're saying it's by accident, apparently. Uh, Bill, however, not only claimed to have seen the beings below, but to have lost several fingers during a firefight between terrified soldiers and frightened aliens. Yeah, and, like, I just want to stress, like, that's his whole proof. Yeah. Is he's missing some fingers Mm -hmm. that got blown off by a gray alien's gun or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's it. Both origins of the Duluth uh, base legends have the U.S. government encountering various kinds of alien entities brokering a deal for peace. When Schneider claimed that roughly 60 people were killed in the purported firefight below the desert, none of his statements have ever been proven. Nonetheless, he's certainly missing numerous digits while claiming as much. He died by uh, suicide in uh, 1996. Uh, Duluth rumors persist. There's no shortage of dubious illustrations of Deleuze's base's outlay, layout. So-called experts are confident it reaches seven stories, two miles underground or into the ground. With an increasing military presence, the deeper one descends into the bat into its bowels. Each floor is said to be des- uh, designed for specific research, from mind control on human beings to genetic experiments resulting in alien-human hybrids. Some diagrams even claim that gray and reptilian aliens have have their own housing. While employees allegedly claim that the sixth floor, the so-called nightmare hall, was the most terrifying of all. Uh, it's here, allegedly, that there are screams of human victims being experimented on, upon echo through the corridors. Snyder claims that the conflict between various fra- factions of aliens and the military eventually broke out and the Duluth base is merely one of 129 hidden facilities of its kind in the United States. 129, that's a lot. A lot more than I thought there would be. Hello, one hundred twenty-nine. No, there, there's more than that, obviously. Obviously, those are just the ones we know about. Yeah. Uh, Snyder and his uh, supporters have alleged that the United States' so-called black budget likely folds into secret research at these alleged facilities. The black budget is classified military spending and has been estimated to range between fifty and eighty billion dollars. What the? Ultimately, UFO sightings in the U.S. have. Yet to cease or even slow down, it was only recently that the Pentagon admitted that the Air Force footage of the unidentified aerial vehicles was real and that the Navy drafted new guidelines on how to report these phenomena. Uh, for Duluth residents, there's nothing new under the sun. The whole town of Duluth, whoever you like to talk to, they'll tell you what they've seen. Oh my God, who's you're claimed Dolce. To, Dolce, Alex, sorry. Uh, whoever <laughs> you want to talk to, um, they will tell you what they've seen. Um, who claim to have seen UFOs since the 1960s. It's not a fairy tale. All things are true, and I believe the I believe every last one of them, too, because I've seen it myself. Interesting. Uh, 
Okay, um, I like to, um, expand more on, like, kind of what they say is underneath the base. Um, so, Phil Snyder, an explosive engineer who worked for the U.S. government with high level of security clearance, um, claimed he was part of building this base. Is here that a battle played out, leaving 60 humans dead and countless subterranean aliens fighting for their life. So, like, it almost sounds like it's defensive on the aliens' part. Yeah, because the way it sounds is that the aliens were living under there peacefully. And when the... Uh, Mining or whatever. Well, when they were building the base, they were going down and they accidentally breached into the aliens' tunnels. Oh, so it was like a cavern. Yeah, and that's what they said. Both doesn't Denver have like a giant underground cavern lake or whatever? Um, we ha we do have an underground reservoir, yeah. Yeah. But we also have the underground military base over there in Cheyenne. Or like a, yeah, but, you know, that's... Yeah. I mean, Cheyenne yeah, they probably do some shady crap there, but... Um, isn't that where NORAD is, or is uh -huh. that, yeah, yeah. So, Snyder asserts that he was suspicious of the engineering operation while noticing the presence of Green Berets and Special Forces. His fears were realized when after drilling underground, he came face to face with a seven foot tall, stinky gray alien. I guess the stinky part always is tripping me up because like, Apparently they smell. Like, the only time I ever hear someone, like, point out, like, the smell mm -hmm. is, like, remember, like, Bigfoot sightings? The like, musty one, smell, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, like, just, like, really musky or rank mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, so I just think, it may, maybe that's just how he's describing him, but... That is interesting, at least. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he freaked out and grabbed a pistol he was carrying and shot and killed two aliens. Another alien shot some laser plasma ball or whatever at him and blew off some of his fingers. And that's what kicked off the fight where 60 Green Berets lost their lives that day at the, quote, Human Alien Battle of Dolce. Um... And this is from the Epic Times. There's a war under there, and it's been going on since that time. He spoke of 1,477 underground bases around the world, 129 which of which are located in the U.S. Each cost $17 billion or more. He said the black budget, hidden from other U.S. government agencies and from the public, garners 25% of the gross national product that's a lot of money to cover up man mm -hmm. that's another that's another dollars. thing that makes us crazy no so each one is 17 billion so what 17 times 100 mm -hmm. is a lot yeah that's uh 1000 or 1 trillion dollars yeah. just who knows where it went you know yeah Military forces from multiple countries have been engaged in such warfare with aliens. Because why not? Um, 
Snyder became an outspoken advocate calling for the government to be more transparent about their knowledge of alien life. He also believed in the government that they were trying to shut him up. And when he died by um, yada, 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 his supporters called foul play. Apparently Jared's willing to say it, but I'm not. Um, political scientist Michael Barkin claimed that underground missile installations built during the Cold War made led to numerous rumors and ultimately led to the Dolce Alien Cave Base. However, in 1999, the French government published a study concluding that the U.S. government has withheld evidence that point to the existence of UFOs. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have more? I do. Okay, well. Um, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. The year is uh, 1979. The aftermath of the battle, battle that left 60 humans killed in action and an untold number of enemy troops mortally wounded. Did you read this part? Okay. Uh, it was the U.S. Army's Special Forces' The Greatest Threat. No one would ever know about it. The Green Berets were dispatched to Duluth, New Mexico, to keep alien forces on the ground, far away from the rest of the world. They succeeded, but what at, at what cost? At least this is the way explosive engineer Philip tells his part of the story. Yeah, okay, so let, let, let's just stop there really quick. So a Green Beret is like highly, highly trained, right? Like, they're best of the best. I mean, I, I'm not in the military. You, you would probably know more than I would, aren't, aren't they? So, like, 60 just get killed. The government covers it up, and none of their surviving families slash relatives are like, hey, where's my brother? Well, what they usually do is they just say they died in a training accident or a helicopter crash or something like that if they wanted to cover it up. I mean, this, this kind of reminds just, me of the giant of Kandahar. Because that just happened recently in uh, Norway, uh, training exercise. I believe it, it took out, uh, it killed like six Marines who were in a training accident and they all died. So it's easy enough to say I mean, that, you know? that, that seems very oddly convenient. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like they would do that for like, if it was like in the Middle East and like, you know, a botched raid or something like killed a lot of civilians or something you know yeah um phil claims he's working on a highly secretive underground base in Surilia apache reservoir reservation in new mexico near Duluth, a colorado border town he told the huffington post he first came suspicious of the project's two intent when he noticed american special forces soldiers operating in and around the area uh i'm gonna call this area or this episode Duluth and Dolce. <laughs> How dare you? Everyone's going to be like, uh, <laughs> How what are dare you talking you? about? Uh, they don't just send Green Berets to New Mexico for no reason. Um, Phil alleged the gray aliens were conducting bizarre medical experiments on mankind, both live humans and samples of DNA. He said that deep underground, the grays would absorb humans and cow blood for sustenance. Um, Philip finally came out with this story in the mid-1990s. Two years later... He took his own life with the catheter cord, a suicide that has some screaming foul play. Um, at the time, the engineer said he had begun construction on the underground base, just like he said would any other base, by drilling holes. 
Um, this time, however, uh, 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 Astrid smell like burning garbage emitted from the drill holes, and that's when the fighting started. Then uh, one day, he turned around and came face to face with what he called a seven-foot-tall, stinky gray alien. Immediately, the engineer grabbed his pistol, took two of them down. The third one blew off some of his fingers with a kind of laser blast. That's when the Green Berets sacrificed himself to save uh, Phil's life. A scuffle turned into a full-blown battle that killed 60 humans. Green Berets reacted instantly, bringing all the firepower they could bear on the aliens. The aliens responded by shooting blue bolts of radiant power with movements of their hand. Uh, they, the, the kind of bolt that blew Snyder's fingers off during the, uh, were turning the Special Forces soldiers inside out. Eventually, the aliens relented, retreating deeper into the complex. What happened in the years follows is anyone's guess before his death, Phil alleged that there were more than 1,400 of these underground bases all over the world, which each with the price tag of billion. The 192 bases inside the U.S. are also said to have been interconnected. While there's no further information on what started the underground alien war or if it continues to this day, residents of the nearby uh, Dolce attest to the strange happenings in the area near the base. That's I, all I've I, got for you. I, I can just imagine, like, it's in the middle of New Mexico, it's in the middle of the night, and... Uh, like three college kids are out driving in the desert and like like the desert sands like part and it's like a big metal door and then like freaking Bigfoot comes running out and there's like gray aliens with freaking laser blast shooting after it so because one of the experiments escaped. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I'd like to go a little into who Paul Benowitz was. Um, he lived until June 23rd, 2003. Um, he claimed the existence of a plot involving an extensive network of UFO bases tied to an alien colonization and control scheme to subjugate the human race. After he saw the hypnosis sessions of Myrna Hansen, he claimed to have UFO experiences, he became convinced that cattle mutilations were due to aliens. As a result, Benowitz claimed to have uncovered evidence of aliens controlling humans through electromagnetic devices, and furthermore claimed that UFOs were regularly flying near Kirtland Air Force Base in the nearby Marzano Nuclear Weapons Storage Facility in Coyote Canyon Test Area. So, this is a weird tie-in to Ancient Aliens because there's some, like, sometimes they claim on that show that, like, alien UFOs, like, hover over, like, nuclear power plants or like electrical power plants or whatever, and like use those or are somehow ambiently absorbing the energy f from those things. I mean, what that I, mean? I, I don't claim to understand how that works, but that'd be some intense technology. Mm -hmm. That's like you're just harnessing. Atmospheric energy. Yeah. 
waves in the air to power your ship. Um, so convinced that he was intercepting electronic communications originating from alien spacecraft located outside of New Mexico, Albuquerque. <laughs> Benowitz soon believed he had located a secret alien facility that he called Dolce Base. Um, in 1988, he wrote a paper entitled Project Beta, detailing how the base might be successfully attacked. <laughs> well, you see, guys, we can't nuke it because it's underground, so we're going to have to do a pincher operation from land and sea in the middle of a desert. So the sea part is out, but we'll destroy the base. Um, Benowitz detail, detailed his assertions to the Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, who regarded him as a deluded paranoid. God. Maybe he was, maybe, bleh, because everybody was making fun of him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, ufologist William Moore claims that he tried to push Benowitz who had been in a mental health facility on three separate occasions after suffering severe delusional paranoia into a mental breakdown by feeding him false information about aliens. God. In 1988, his family checked him into a psych facility or a former special agent for the U.S. Air Force Office of Special Investigations, Richard Doty, Claimed that in the 80s he was tasked with hoaxing documents and feeding false information to UFO researchers, including Benowitz, because why not? God. So they essentially labeled him as mentally unstable, and yeah. that kind of ruined his uh, uh, credibility. Essentially. Yeah. Um. So I found a talk piece on uh, Dolce Bass and Phil Schneider, where a guy um, is arguing like what um whether this is fake or not and some people respond with um it's interesting because the dude is really dead some of the crime scene photos used to be out there this guy's seen them and he always believed that someone might have really killed him uh, he remembered that a few videos of him working the talk circuit during doing those conspiracy conferences and whatnot um, he has, he saw one video where he brought shrapnel or fragments of stuff as partial proof of his story, uh, you know, along with his missing fingers of, as proof of the alien shootout. Um, he personally, uh, da, 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 da. 
thinks that the that Phil might have worked for the government or been involved in some special stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so this guy's a skeptic on it. Um, in the four years that Dolce base is said to have been built, not a shred of evidence has been found on it. Nothing, no military or government vehicles spotted in the area. No flights, no helicopters, nothing. Plus, it takes hundreds, even thousands of personnel to run a large military base. Hang out near any military base, classified or not, anywhere. You know, there's an active base there. Um, as far as 60 Special Forces soldiers dying at Dolce in 1980, there's zero record of that. Like, like I was saying, Jerry, like... Maybe not the government, but like their families, it would be like, uh, what happened? Mm -hmm. Something you know, suspicious here. Yeah, I mean, 60 people. To go. Poof. Yeah, just gone. You know, top ranking Green Beret. Yeah, whatever. Um, but then he says, yet the military has kept a record of all Special Force slash Delta soldiers that have died everywhere else. Um, even if their mission was highly classified. Main issue with Phil is that he has no evidence. It was strictly his word. That's it. Um, um. So this guy also argues that it's like a government disinfo op, but uh, yeah, uh, sounds like he's following number 17, if you get what I mean, because yeah, here he's talking about um, stuff related to that certain letter, mm. but whatever. Um, I don't want to actually say it. <laughs> Do it. No. Die. No. Peer pressure. People don't. People won't get it anyway. So yeah. Um. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Hope you we'll, guys enjoyed I'll, this episode. I'll find the interview of between Phil Schneider talking about the base and the interviewer and E, and that will be a separate episode, I think. I have to do some digging to find it, but I'll get that done on my own time. So thanks for listening. I hope you have a good night. Um, this has been your host, Luke, and my co-host, Gerard. Thank you for listening. Car Carmichael V. Uh, we're going to go play Elden Ring. Booyah. Booyah. Have a good week. Peace. Bye.